It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Coming up on today's show, we will talk about the Jeremy Grant trade, and we will try and narrow it down as to how many possible future first-round picks the Thunder could have over the next few years. Also, what's next for Russell Westbrook, where he can go, who would possibly take him, and do the Thunder even really want to trade Russ? I think that's a definite discussion that we need to have. The future of Billy Donovan will also come up, plus the future of Sam Presti, and ultimately, what identity do the Thunder want going forward? And we'll even talk about how this affects you, the fan. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. My name's Eric G. I am Pat Jones' co-host on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven, which you can find at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And don't forget this podcast is being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically, well, everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Well, another Woj bomb dropped this morning before I had a chance to go on air, and I want to say it was probably around 9 o'clock our time. I don't guess the exact time matters all that much. The Jeremy Grant is on his way out of Oklahoma City going to the Denver Nuggets. So if you are keeping track, this is now two teams in the Western Conference, one inside the division that Sam Presti has decided to help with Oklahoma City Thunder talent. And in return, Presti is getting a ton of draft picks. So let me update you on that as far as the draft picks goes with Oklahoma City. Today, the Thunder did get a 2020 pick from the Denver Nuggets. So here's what could possibly happen with Oklahoma City next year in the draft. If for some reason... Their record is so bad that the draft would fall or their pick would fall anywhere between 1 and 20. They would get back a top 20 protected pick from the Philadelphia 76ers. Ironically enough, they traded that pick to the Sixers to get Jeremy Grant. The Sixers traded it to Orlando, then got it back. So if the Thunder, again, fall anywhere between 1 and 20 record-wise, they would have two picks in the first round, and one of those presumably would be pretty darn late considering that we all think the Denver Nuggets are probably no worse than third in the Western Conference this year. After that, for 2021, right now the Thunder have two first-round picks as they picked up one from Miami plus their own. For 2022, they would also have possibly two first-round picks. They do have a guaranteed one from the Clippers, You would get back a top 14 pick 
if you were that bad, from the Atlanta Hawks. So you could have two first-round picks in 2022. You're going to have two in 2023 at this point. And then in 2025, 2026, there is the right to swap picks with the Los Angeles Clippers. I said this during my video column. I'll say it again. As much as I want to give Sam Presti a really good grade, for the deal that he made shipping Paul George to the Clippers and now shipping Jeremy Grant to the Denver Nuggets, I can't do it. I mean, at best you can get at best I can give him a D, maybe a C minus, um, but it's more along the lines of incomplete because we just don't know what these draft picks are going to turn into. Are they going to turn into difference makers that you got through the draft and just happen to pick late or? Did these teams, being the Clippers and the Nuggets, maybe turn out to be worse than we thought and those picks get higher and you get guys that way? Are you going to trade them to get difference makers? Unfortunately, with the Thunder, there is so much unknown at this point that when my co-host Pat Jones asked me today about coaching, which Oklahoma City still needs to fill out its assistant staff and they still need to decide the future of Billy Donovan, there's no answer there. There's no answer what to do about coaching. And where maybe my co-host and I disagree with is even if Billy Donovan is a lame duck, I think you will find people that will want these jobs because it is an NBA job. Uh, Those are very limited, even for assistance. And even if you're only in Oklahoma City for one year, if you come in and you do a good enough job and you've got a reputation then you can use that as a springboard to go someplace else. Also with Billy Donovan, and we've discussed this at length here on this podcast, I think this makes it very easy for Billy Donovan to just go ahead and leave the Thunder. And the way I think this would go down is if Sam Presti and Billy Donovan have a pretty good relationship, had a conversation, Presti sort of put the ball in Billy Donovan's court about whether or not he wanted to come back, and then Presti most likely agrees to pay out Billy Donovan that year on the contract, and then Donovan leaves the Thunder, takes a year off, and then either goes back into the NBA or back into the college ranks with a clear slate. I'm not sure Billy Donovan wants to be a rebuild or wants to be part of a rebuild process. I can't think that he does, but I thought Eric Horn of the Oklahoman had a real good point on a show that I heard him on on Sunday, which is maybe this extends the life of Billy Donovan because now – Instead of getting a mostly veteran team that you have dealt with during your entire time in Oklahoma City, where you've always had to coach Russell Westbrook, and you've had to deal with Kevin Durant and Serge Ibaka and Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, now you get a team of mostly young guys that may be more that may be more willing to do what you want them to do on the court versus having to couch your words, having to kind of tiptoe around Russell Westbrook and Paul George. As far as the type of team the Thunder are going to be, I was asked that again today by my co-host Pat Jones. We know what Sam Presti values. We know Sam Presti wants guys that can shoot. We know that he's a huge believer in positionless basketball. The problem is, is one, Oklahoma City does not have a cornerstone player if they get rid of Russell Westbrook. Okay, so let's remember that. The Thunder get rid of Russell Westbrook. There is no more superstar on this team that you're necessarily building around. And no matter how good Shea Shea Gilgis-Alexander is, he's still not a guy that I am going to put in the Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Kevin Durant category. Might be a nice player, 
but he's not a guy that I'm necessarily looking at over the next five years saying, he is my star player. You still need someone else. And most likely, that guy is going to be found through the draft or that guy is going to be found through the trade. You're wading through a mess of uncertainty right now if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. And as a fan, I can really only imagine how that makes you feel right now. In fact, it probably gives you a lot of anxiety. And my overall thought is, as fans, is that most Thunder fans are going to be willing to put up this, put up with this for a couple of years, but then you're going to have to start seeing the fruits of the Thunder's label of the Thunder's labor rewarding you as far as what they are starting to accomplish. Um, I'm looking at the draft picks now. I'd like to get excited. Um, I really would. I think the thing that I feel most relieved about today on this whole situation is that it needed to happen. Sam Presti wasn't going to necessarily do this on his own. I think from a PR standpoint, having Paul George ask for the trade gives you a much easier way out as a GM because that's what you're going to tell us. Paul asked for the trade. He was a good soldier. We wanted to accommodate him, and we were going to be able to get something out of him, and we were able to manipulate both Toronto and the Los Angeles Clippers and get a major haul where we can rebuild our team. But the Thunder were ultimately stuck in neutral. You were in a situation where you were going to be anywhere from 5th to 8th, That wasn't going to get you a championship. That was going to frustrate fans. You were stretched to the absolute limits on the cap and the tax. You weren't going to be able to attract any free agents. And when I say free agents, I'm not talking about the big names. I'm talking about those key role guys you could get to help fill out a roster. So what had to happen? Well, you had to blow it up. You had to go into rebuild mode. But you couldn't do that with Paul George, and you couldn't do that with Russell Westbrook. And as long as you had those guys on the team, fans were going to be expecting you to play at a level that you probably couldn't get. Now, I disagree with some people, uh, namely Barry Trammell, that I do think the Thunder were better off with Paul George. We saw that last year. And when he got hurt, that's when we see the that's when we see the Thunder's record not being as good as it was, as it could have been the last couple of years with Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. But still, you're looking at a team that defensively was much better, uh, was one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, and you're looking at a team that offensively was anemic, but that wasn't Paul George. That wasn't his fault. Paul George was the one guy that gave you consistent offense every night And because it was the rest of the guys around Paul George that he couldn't necessarily carry, that's the reason the Thunder ended up on the short end of the stick. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT, as we continue to talk about the future of Oklahoma City, what's going to happen with Russ? What about, well, we still have Steven Adams to figure out, Dennis Schroeder, Andre Robertson. There's a lot to unpack And we'll discuss that here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And I'll tell you where ultimately I think Russell Westbrook ends up here in the next segment. Don't forget Locked on Thunder being brought to you by the good folks at Untuck It. These are shirts that are specifically designed to be untucked and they feel comfortable. They also work on the weekend. They work in the office. It doesn't matter. It's untucked. Just go to untuckit.com, use the promo code NBA, and get 20% off your first purchase. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Eric G. And I really thank you for listening to this. If you're a Clippers fan and you're wanting to know our opinions on Paul George, or if you're a Heat or a Pistons or a Suns fan wanting to know our opinions on Russell Westbrook, and I can tell you if you're a Heat fan, I, I don't like the idea of Russell Westbrook going to the Heat. Not because I necessarily have a problem with the Thunder doing everything they can to make Russell Westbrook happy, and if he really wants to team up with Jimmy Butler, I'm cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. I just don't like the idea of getting Justice Winslow back in return as part of that package because while people will sell him as a guy that can be a three, that's got 37% from beyond the arc, My main issue with Justice Winslow is that at no point in his time in the NBA has this cat played in 82 games. 78, that's the most he's played at any point during his NBA career, and that was during his rookie season. The subsequent three years after that, 1868 and 66. So, yeah, that doesn't do anything for me. In fact, really, none of the guys, even Shea Gilgis-Alexander, whom people are fawning all over, don't do a whole lot for me. Um, not that I'm down, and I need to tell that to Thunder fans. I'm not down about this situation because knowing that a rebuild need to happen needed to happen, and it needed to happen sooner rather than later, I'm glad the Thunder are taking these steps. And Sam Presti's the type of guy who can go through this rebuild just fine. When you get him early in the draft, Sam Presti does a super job of drafting. I mean, you got three Hall of Famers with lottery picks. Since that time, you've drafted a Reggie Jackson. You've drafted um, a Steven Adams and a Serge Ibaka. So you've done well. Now, you've also drafted Perry Jones. You've also drafted um, a guy like Cameron Payne. Um, You missed on Alex Sabrinas. And as a general manager, you missed on a big free agent signing in Patrick Patterson. All that being said, I'll still put my trust in Sam Presti to draft early in the draft and build this team because I know that's ultimately what the Thunder have to be over these next few years is a team that drafts well, and then when you want superstars, you've got to go out and trade for them. And in order to trade for superstars, uh, as we've seen, you need assets, be they draft picks or be they young players that teams want because the contracts are cheaper than the superstars are or young players that teams eventually feel like they can build around a la a Victor Oladipo. That's how Oklahoma City has to do business. They have the pieces in place to start all that, so I'm good with it. So now what happens to a guy like Steven Adams? Well, we talk about how hard Russell Westbrook's contract is to trade. And and I'll say this. If I am the Miami Heat, if I am the Detroit Pistons, I don't really want to take on Russell Westbrook's contract. And the other thing that I have not ruled out is that Russell Westbrook may, in fact, want to finish his career in Oklahoma City. As crazy as that sounds, 
that may mean more to him than going and win a championship someplace else. And and in an odd way, when you think about this, in an odd way, it would probably solidify and help his legacy more than if the Thunder dealt him and he did win a championship someplace else or he went ring chasing. I think because you've seen so many guys team up together. What the NBA pundits are looking for is a guy that doesn't want to do that, a guy that wants to build from within. Now, granted, there will be those that say if Russ hamstrings you on this, then he's only sitting the Thunder back. He's not helping them move forward, and they would be absolutely right. In fact, if if Russell Westbrook truly values Sam Presti, values his time here in Oklahoma City, he will say yes to a trade and let the Thunder move forward. But if he decides he wants to finish his career in Oklahoma City, I think the Thunder are probably more than willing to let him do that. Even if they try and talk him out of it, they'll let him do it because right now, as we've seen through Sam Presti's exit interview, nobody holds the keys to this organization that isn't named Russell Westbrook. And if that's what he's going to do, he's going to let them do. Steven Adams, hard to trade. Well, at least he's under the max. But the dude is making over $20 million last year and or this next year. And no, he does not fit into the current state of the NBA. However, that does not mean that somebody won't find value in Steven Adams. Because here's the problem we've got in Oklahoma City. All of Steven Adams' issues, which is, one, getting caught on the switch, not being able to guard guys that aren't bigs, and not being able to guard athletic bigs, okay, you can deal with some def- the defensive deficiencies there because the guy rebounds and he scores inside. But when you add to that that he can't score outside, then now you've got a real problem. Now those other deficiencies start coming up. We start focusing in on them. So what happens? Well, you need guys to pick up his slack on shooting. And had Patrick Patterson or Alex Abrinas panned out, then we're not so much worrying about Steven Adams' lack of ability to shoot. We're actually in a situation where, hey, his deficiencies suck, but we're all right with it because you've got other guys picking up the slack. Just didn't happen with Oklahoma City. And I'm thinking that if you're a team that's fairly confident in his three-point shooting and they're producing, then you can deal with a guy like Steven Adams being a bit of a throwback center. Andre Robertson, that's another difficult contract you've got to trade, but I do think there are teams that value shutdown defenders. He could bring you draft picks, and somebody's always looking for a point guard. And we hear so much about Houston. Houston possibly wanting Russell Westbrook, and I think the Rockets are a long shot in that. I'm not ruling out that the Rockets may not come calling for Dennis Schroeder, especially if they still feel there's major friction between a guy like Chris Paul and like James Harden. Um, and what I've I've residing myself to the fact too is in all these moves that the Thunder are making, I'm not expecting them to get a superstar back. I'm just expecting them to get guys that you could possibly wheel and deal to eventually get a superstar here in the next couple of years. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, um, asking an inter- I was asking an interesting question about Russell Westbrook and whether or not he regretted not getting out of Oklahoma City earlier, uh, not getting out of Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant did. I will give you my answer to that, plus we'll talk about whether or not you'll be going to the peak anytime soon. Don't forget, this program being brought to you by Grip6 Belts. Just go to grip6.com slash lock, and lock is spelled L-O-C-K-E. 
that's grip six. There's no flap. There's no holes. And they fit right up against your waist. And they look absolutely fantastic. That's grip.6. Grip, the number six, dot com slash lock. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G, and I was asked a very interesting question on Twitter this weekend about Russell Westbrook, and did Russell Westbrook, does he regret not leaving Oklahoma City when Kevin Durant did, because he would have had more control over where he could go, and now it's just going to be, hey, you signed the Supermax, here's the teams that are willing to take on that money, and here's what we can get the most back for, so enjoy, Russ. Um, My answer to that is no. And I, there is still part of me, as I said in this last segment, that thinks that Russell Westbrook may want to finish his career here in Oklahoma City. Here's the reason why I say Russell Westbrook doesn't regret it. One, you signed a Supermax. So you got five years, well over $200 million. Not only are you completely set for life, even in the worst financial crisis, but your family is also set for life. Now, there have been players that burn through way more money than that, um, but hey, with Russell Westbrook and all his outside interests, even if they were to go belly up, the Thunder's taking care of him. You've averaged a triple double for the last three years. You've gotten an MVP award. You went from being Kevin Durant's running buddy, and you went from being Robin to being not only full on Batman, but maybe more of an Iron Man, Superman type character where you're revered as one of the best players in the NBA, not just a just kind of an also ran. You've also gotten the knock that you're a total stats guy, but I would think for Russell Westbrook, all in all, if he were to tell you the absolute truth, and I've got no reason to believe that he wouldn't tell you the truth in this in about 10 years, he'd say ultimately it worked out best for his career to stay in Oklahoma City. Now, um, do the Thunder regret keeping him and signing him to that super match? Yeah, that is something I I would completely say that the the Thunder do regret it because... If you look back on what happened a few years ago, three years ago, when Kevin Durant decided to leave, if the Thunder were going to blow it up, that was a more opportune time than to do it now. And as I said in the last show, and and we'll repeat it, um, just in case you didn't listen to the last show, Sam Presti was handcuffed. You were handcuffed because you had a fan base that saw you come that year before, or the year that Kevin Durant left, you were just one game away from going to the finals. So now, all of a sudden, the fan base is feeling really good about coming back, taking on Golden State. Yeah, maybe you missed an opportunity, but you're going to be able to get them next year. Well, now, all of a sudden, not only is your star leaving, but you're completely starting over from ground one. That is totally deflating and not good for ticket sales. So Sam Presti and Clay Bennett invested, but they both knew. And and go back and listen to Sam Presti's press conference, okay? Go back and listen to his exit interview, which we have at Thunder Maven. And I'll I'll retweet that out. Okay. Follow me at 
uh, Maven Thunder, at Maven Thunder. I'll retweet that out for you today. But there were telltale signs that, that Presti knew that things had come to an end. And if you go back and you listen to it, and it, for Sam Presti, look, he kept it together, did the fans a solid, and now it's time to restart. And we learn now as a fan base what it's like ultimately to be a small market club dealing with an owner that's going to have to make sure that with the lack of money you have coming in from the TV contract compared to other teams, you're always going to have to watch the numbers. And unfortunately, you're going to lose some players that people become attached to, but that's just what that that's the reality that we're living in as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan base. But I think ultimately what we've seen over the last few years is there is a commitment to win here, but it's commitment to win on a budget. And that's all right, but you better be smarter than everybody else in the room. And as far as the fans go, this year I think everybody will be fine, be a deep breath taken, people will still show up to the peak. It's the two years after that where you're going to want to see progress that gets interesting, and that's where the most pressure comes on Sam Presti, and I I do think Sam Presti's future is about as ironclad as you can get in professional sports. I think he is completely trusted by Clay Bennett not to break the bank, and Clay Bennett likes the way Sam Presti runs the organization and keeps the players protected, keeps them out of the media for bad things, knows the type of player that, that Clay Bennett thinks will sell in Oklahoma City. And because of all that, Sam Presti's going to win as far as a coach goes. I'm not worried about the coaching staff. I'm not worried if Billy Donovan coaches next year because I know Sam Presti runs this team. And whoever comes into that role will just be an extension of Sam Presti, whoever you are, the head coach and the assistant coaches. So I'm not worried about all these things. And unless the Thunder do a complete change of philosophy, that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And I'm not sure that a complete change of philosophy helps this organization. It might help you in the short term, um, but I don't think it's going to help you in the long term sustain any sort of success. My name's Eric G. Thank you very much for listening. And by that, what I mean by that, let me explain that because I don't want to get accused of being too vague, is to take on risky players like a J.R. Smith, to take on guys that are past their prime, or guys that have issues in the locker room, ultimately will not pay off for Oklahoma City. They need you to not only be a good locker room guy, they need you to cost a certain amount, you need to work on the court, but most importantly, there is a lot to that showing well outside that Clay Bennett wants and will get from the players he has here in OKC. Now, that wraps up today's Locked on Thunder. I'm Eric G. We thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.